Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. And holy crap, we're back, finally. <laughs> we're back. It's our podcast called I Married a History Teacher. It is, yeah. As you would say, it's uh, it's been a brick. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's a term I got from uh, teaching high school, ah. um, which is kind of embarrassing that I still say it when I stole it from high school kids. But, uh, you shouldn't be embarrassed to be who you are, boo. Oh, thanks, Lisa. I <laughs> uh, appreciate the words of support. But yeah, we're back. Um, let's call it season two. Yeah. Right? It's season two. Yeah, I like that. Not just an unannounced break. We had a... You know, climactic ending to our first season, and now we're coming back. Yeah, exactly. We just, you know, most people take the summer off. We took uh, the late fall and winter. Yeah, it's sophomore year. That's all this is, right? Exactly. This is a classroom. This is sophomore year. And I will say, that's a good omen, because I had my best years of high school and college sophomore year. I know you had your worst year of high school yeah. sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. But if yeah, I feel like if I had a twofer, that outweighs your one fur. I'll give I'm, it to I'm you. guessing you had a pretty good sophomore year of college. Every year of college is fantastic fantastic when you're at Miami of Ohio. <laughs> sure, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except for the first semester of freshman year yeah, when you're confused say. and you don't know what Ohio is and it's all very bizarre when you grew up on the East Coast and stuff. Yeah, you needed to get your like, friend group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what the hell is a pierogi? You know? <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, Lisa, I figured since we are coming back, it's been so long that we should go back to our bread and butter. Okay. Right? And if you look at the general theme of what most of our episodes were about in mm-hmm. our first season, what, would you, what do you think? Um, I would say like... Probably history. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a decent one. <laughs> no, okay, sorry. I know European history was a big, big Yeah, thing. but let's be more specific. We didn't know. We talked about Europeans doing a specific oh, thing a lot. colonization. Yeah, yeah. We had a big colonization theme going on, a big sort of around that sort of 14 to 1600s colonization, that sort of thing going on. Yeah. So I figured we should go back to that. Sure. I also talk a lot about which European country the most. Uh, France. Yeah, the French, right? So we got, we're going to talk about colonization. We're going to talk about the French. And I feel like this is sort of like one of our bread and butter sort of episodes. Okay. You know, like in the X-Files when you would have random episodes that were just interesting and then you would have the episodes that carried on the universal theme and storyline? Um, yeah, I mean, now I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so this is a universal theme and storyline episode, like in the X-Files. Okay. I can... Uh, I think, like, Mike Jett will get this reference. I get uh, it. I just, I hate that our theme is imperialism and colonization. Yeah, but, like, history is generally not good anyway, and it's just, like, such... It's important history because it's so... How much it changes. And that's really what history is, right? It's a study of change. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. a reason we don't study hunters and gatherers as much, and it's because nothing happened for like 150,000 years or something like that. Wow. I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. It sounds kind of chill back then. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's a great historian. I can't remember who it is. I don't think it's Jared Diamond. But there's a book out there called The Greatest Mistake Humans Ever Made. Mm-hmm. And it is about how humans should have never evolved during the Neolithic revolution into farmers we should have just remained hunters and gatherers because that's our natural state yeah you just like camping haunting yeah dying at 35 because you got 
bored part, by a boar. That that part's not great. Mm-hmm. But wasn't it farming caused a lot of disease? It did. It did. Yeah. But at the end of the day, ultimately, it led to longer lives and then, you know, all sorts of other things that seem good, but a lot of unnatural things. Like, we live a very unnatural life now. Oh, and yes. it's because we are designed to be hunters and gatherers that are constantly on the move, hunting and moving and... Now it's very sedentary. Is that the right word? Yeah, I'd say so. Stationary, uh, artificial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't really complain right now. Our couch is pretty comfortable. I'm having a – I'm drinking a delicious beer. Yeah. I got a good whiskey. It's just – yeah. We we can't complain about our lives. Anyway, sorry. So hunters and gatherers (laughs) sure as shit didn't have a rye porter in a can. That they sold down the street. Yeah, you couldn't gather that. <laughs> you couldn't gather a rye board. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, all right. So let's actually get into our topics yes, then, right? sure. Um, fun intro. Good stuff. Welcome mm-hmm. back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again, and I'm glad you didn't lose interest. Yes, thank you. Um, for anyone that is listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might be making some assumptions here. Yeah. There's got to so, be, at least we got my mom. Right. Yeah. Right. We know we have a couple of parents listening. <laughs> totally. Um. So anyhow, uh, we're going to talk about the history. We talked about it's going to be colonization. It's going to be an island nation that used to be called San Domingue. No, San Domingue. <laughs> San Domingue. Okay? okay. And it was French. So do you have any guesses of what island we're going to be talking about? That used to be called that. Yes. It's not um, called that anymore. Uh, Monaco? No, 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 no. Um, oh, like a French, like it used to be a French co- colony. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, and it's an island. Madagascar? No. Think closer to home. Um, closer to home. Oh, uh, like Hinch, in the Car- you've Caribbean. been there. Yes. Haiti. Haiti. Oh, wow. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Haiti today and it's in, in it's the years of, of European colonization. Okay. Okay. Now, it is very tied into, by the way, for listeners out there, if you've not listened to our first couple episodes, they're both about the French Revolution and Napoleon and stuff. They're not the best episodes because we are brand new to this, uh, but it is like a lot of that background will be really relevant for today's conversation. So was Napoleon involved in this? Slightly, mildly, yeah. He was alive during this time. Yes, for sure. For sure. Big time. I feel like this is not going to be a, this is going to be a sad story. It's not going to be great. I mean, it, it, I mean you hey. tell me a happy story about colonization, and I'll uh, tell you about a racist, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how this yeah. stuff works. I, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, but but anyway. I mean, in particular, Haiti, I mean, they're still, they're just really struggling. Yeah. We're going to focus on <laughs> one particular guy. He's a guy named um, Toussaint mm-hmm. Louvatois. Okay. Okay, and I am. That's absolutely one hundred percent how it's pronounced in French. Yeah, perfect, like all your other pronunciations. Yes, um, and that's who he's going to be the sort of the backbone of the story. Okay, so just to give you a little heads up, in America they started calling him. They sort of nicknamed him uh, Black George Washington, and in France they actually nicknamed him Black Napoleon. Um, so you can kind of like give you a little precursor or foreshadowing about the type of guy that this guy was in terms of fighting a revolution and, and early history of, of a country and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. 
So let's talk about the let's talk about the background, right? We got to establish a geographic location. Okay. So Haiti mm-hmm. is in the Caribbean island, Lisa. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Haiti is one third of the island of what? Hispaniola. Hispaniola. What's on the other two thirds? The Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. All right, good. And Dominican Republic is a colony of what country? Spain. Spain. Yes. Um, yeah. I just quick side note. Um, at one point during, um, I was there for work, and we had to um, do a land crossing over the border between Haiti and the Dominican Republic, and it's just, it's insane how quickly it changes. I mean, you switch languages, you you switch skin tones, you switch cultures, you switch food. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, just like literally 10 feet it, it's really yeah. – it's quite interesting. And it really plays to another theme that we've touched on a lot within colonization, which is the number one country you did not want to get colonized by was – France. The French. They were the yeah. worst. And you can see it now. You can see it today. Look at a map of Africa. Yeah. And the chances are that the, the – the cra- I don't want to use the word crappier, like, but you know, like the more struggling the country is, the the less GDP, the lower GDP they have, mm-hmm. it is almost always correlated with who colonized them. French tends to be the worst. Yeah, they didn't invest in the school systems. They were more yeah. brutal by nature. There's all that trauma passed down, led to a lot of civil wars. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Off to a fun start already. <laughs> Um, so anyway, after like changing hands a couple of times between the Spanish and the French, Saint-Domingue, okay, by the way, it's the same saint. It's named after the same saint. You have the Dominican Republic, Saint-Dominic, mm. Saint-Domingue, which is the French version of it. Mm. Um, now, uh, basically who's ultimately going to end up with it is actually French pirates, because French pirates are going to get rich pirates of the Caribbean, and the Caribbean <laughs> stealing from um, from Spanish galleons a lot. They you know they pirate them and their all of their gold and silver. Because remember, the Spanish were obsessed with bringing as much gold and silver from the Americas over to Europe. So the French pirates in the Caribbean would stop them. They gave all their gold, and they got super rich. So then, what they ultimately did is the Spanish left Haiti. And then the they French, left Haiti or Hispaniola? They left Haiti, just okay. the Haiti ship. Okay, so they were on all the island. Then they yes. left the that one third that's Haiti. Yeah, because it was actually based off of um, like beef farming, like cattle farming. But then all the what cattle. Was, sorry. Oh, sorry. The, 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 the industry there? Yeah, the industry developing in Haiti. Okay. But then the Spanish left when like they started running out of cows. <laughs> okay. So they left unrelated to the pirating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then the pirates in France, they or sorry, the French pirates, not in the, the Caribbean. Pirate, yeah, yeah. In the Caribbean. They settled on that land and they started, used all that gold they stole from the Spanish to start slave plantations. Ugh. Okay? So that's who ultimately is going to leave the biggest imprint. On Haiti from a colonial perspective. And just to be clear, these were indigenous slaves? Were they slaves from mm. Africa? Great question. Most of these indigenous of the indigenous peoples of Hispaniola were killed all the way going back to Columbus. Because Columbus landed in Hispaniola and basically genocided the shit out of the entire island. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Um, okay, so you're saying that these were African slaves probably from West Africa? Yes, but we're going to get to that. I want to okay. cover a couple other things, and then we're going to talk about the population of Haiti. Okay. Because okay, it's crucial to the entire story. Okay. Okay? So, 
it turned from like just like this pirate hub into arguably the most profitable colony in the world outside of India. Just the French part. The, no, the I mean like the entire world. Listen to these stats. I'm going to break down for you. At Haiti's peak, they produced 40% of the continent of Europe's sugar. Wow. And they produced 60% of the continent of Europe's coffee. Wow. Yes. So this thing was cash cow. And this was Europe pre-plague? Like I'm talking like more people, right? This is not pre-plague. I don't know. You, might, you know my timeline. My oh timeline my God. is rough. We are hundreds of years after the plague. Oh, well, congratulations for getting through that, But guys. I like you, like, reaching. You, like, throw, you know, reach, try, to, try to make that connection. Well, okay, but, okay, so, but, okay, so it's post-plague, so yeah. they're, they're still probably a little down in, in numbers, but still, yeah, whatever, it's about, insane. about, like, the 1400s, 1500s. We've recovered from the plague by this time. Okay, so then it's just insane. It's yeah. just, ugh, insanity. Yes. That they are producing that much of the continent's yes. sugar and coffee. Right. And, like, I, I mean, you know, it's not like Starbucks on every corner coffee, but it's still pretty impressive that this one little third of an island is producing Europe's, 60% of Europe's coffee. Yeah, that does beg the question, like, did just the rich have coffee back then? But anyways, we can get in that another day. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, the history that's, of coffee. That's another day. Yeah. From zero to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps that's <laughs> good. Uh, perhaps the craziest statistic of all, okay, is that Haiti was importing more African slaves than any of the other colonies. We're talking about the Americas at this time. Mm-hmm. Talking about all of Central America, the Caribbeans. We're talking about slavery is still happening in the the, the East Indies. Okay, but before Africa's colonized. Yeah, and this is. Well, you don't bring slave African slaves to African colonies. They're already there. We're talking about imported slaves. <laughs> I wouldn't have been a good colonizer. <laughs> yeah, um, that's good. That's right. You know Stop what we should ragging. do? Let's ship these guys two thousand miles west. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so they um, they are the biggest importer, except for Brazil. But I mean, but look Brazil at them. Is ma- Brazil's I, I, massive. Brazil's it's the insanely fifth, massive. Yeah, it's it's the fifth largest country in the world right now, and it was even larger back then. Um, Ugh, my god! So Haiti is, is it's is, not that big of an island. No, I know. That's why this is so crazy. Ugh. Now, if you think about it this way, Lisa, this explains a lot about their current like informal settlements and how much they live on top of each other. Wow. Yeah, but listen, listen to this. Like, we'll yeah. think about. It. Let's connect some dots here. This is one of the most profitable colonies in the world. Yeah. And it is importing massive amounts of slaves. So what this sort of implies is that there's something really shitty happening on this island. Oh, of course. And it is overwork, terrible conditions, all of these classic themes that you hear from from the worst cases of colonization. All right, Haiti is a terrible place to be. In fact, one of the reasons that they have such a high importation of slaves is because their lifespans were so short. So American slavery was terrible, don't get me wrong. All slavery is terrible, but right. I mean, unfortunately there is a spectrum. But their, yeah, their life expectancy, if you got taken to Virginia, was almost double than what you Ugh. expected to live if you lived in Haiti. Ugh. Okay? Now, Ugh. it got to the point, too, where there just weren't a lot of French people around. So, key thing here, nine of the ten people mm-hmm. who lived in San Domingue were not only black, mm-hmm. but were African-born black people. 
That's not surprising to me with those stats. It's not, right? Okay, but this is key. This is a big part of the revolution and how this whole thing happened. Okay. Okay? Now, we have to talk about social structure. Again, this is a similar theme that we've talked about in other colonies before. It's yeah. slightly different in France. Or, sorry, in Saint-Domingue. Okay? Saint-Domingue. So, Saint-Domingue. Domingue. Yes. He said Saint-Domingue. Yeah, well, you know, French don't like pronouncing the whole word, so I always try to say as little letters in a French word as I can. Okay, okay. Restaurant. <laughs> That's a really bad example. Restaurants is a French word. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> you drop the T. Um, okay, so, so sorry. Let's, okay, we're talking so, uh, social, uh, sorry, social structure. Yeah. Okay, you want to, are you ready to break this down? Yeah. All right. So first you have the Grand Blancs. Lisa, you, you took French. What does Grand Blanc mean? Big white. Big white, right. It does. And these are their wealthy whites who owned the plantations. They were obviously on top of the social structure. It's more like big ass. Ooh, gotti. Uh-huh. Uh, next is kind of shocking. Number two on the social strata is actually freed blacks. And the reason that these freed blacks were number two is because guess who their daddies were? The, oh, they were like um, the, the big whites. Yes, the Grand Blancs, right? Yeah. So they were coming in. White women didn't go to Saint-Domingue. Only white men did. So to yeah. you know, sow their oats, they uh, did it with slave women. But <laughs> the children... What's they did it with them. Oh, no, it's so, sorry. Juvenile. Yeah, they were that's quite juvenile. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do it. <laughs> um, Doing it. Um, they, it uh, we shouldn't be laughing at this. A lot of this was a product of rape, to be honest with you. No, so, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're just talking here. And then. Uh, we are talking. So they were like, hey, you're my son. You don't have to be a slave. You can actually go and be free. And a lot of the times, some, or I shouldn't say a lot of times, sometimes these. These freed blacks would even go on to make so much money doing, you know, living their daily lives that um, they bought their own plantations and had their own slaves. Mm. Okay. Um, They were still obviously um, sort of didn't have full rights as the Grand Blancs, though. They never could, no matter what they did or how much money they made. Yeah, that sounds about right for for the human course. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Number three on the list is something called Petit Blancs. What is Petit Blancs? Small whites. Yeah, the small whites. And these were the people that weren't rich. They were people on the island who had regular jobs. So, you know, I don't know. If you weren't a slave, you weren't super rich, there's still stuff for you to do on this island. Right? Yeah, You're plumbing. Paid. Yeah, plumpture. Mm. Electricians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Um, and then finally, guess who's at the bottom list? I would venture to say all of the slaves. Yes, the basically 90% of the island population that was slaves. That shit is fucked up. All right, Lisa. Now, it's going to be a big event that's going to change things. One revolution begets another revolution. The American Revolution led to the French Revolution, and mm-hmm. the French Revolution is going to lead to the Haitian Revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like, okay, so we're in the 1800s? Close, Lisa. We are in the late 1700s. Late 1700s, okay. Let me switch brewskis here for real quick, Lisa. That is not your style. You must be running low in the fridge here. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to mix it up, you know? All right, good you. got to you. keep your liver on its toes, you know? <laughs> um, oh, music to my ears. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so the French Revolution is going to break out in France. Okay. okay. 1780s. And things are going to happen where every one of the four social categories I just mentioned to you. Wait, in France, right? you, you've got to be clear about your, your country. In France, there's a revolution that breaks out. Yeah. In like, the we're talking French Revolution. Right. Yeah. Now, back in Haiti, okay. because of some stuff that goes and, on. And sorry, I'm just, maybe our listeners are super clear, but when you say Santo Domingo, you're talking about Hispaniola. No, 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 no. You're no. just talking about Haiti. I am talking about Haiti. San Domingue, Domingue. Is, sorry. Haiti, is Haiti. Now. Okay, okay. So why don't we so just call it Haiti? Because we, we say I'm it just wrong trying to be more authentic, you know? I'm trying to be more professional. This wasn't called Haiti. I think we need like a language coach in here if we're going to do that. Okay, fine. From no. now on, I'll just call it Haiti. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, we're in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Okay? And all four of those social groups I just mentioned uh-huh. are pissed off now. Even the Grand Blancs, because the Grand Blancs are like, screw this revolution. They're trying to tell me I shouldn't have slaves, or at least I need to treat them nicer, and I can't like abuse them. They have to give them some rights, right? Mm-hmm. The freed blacks are still upset because they're not seeing any of new rights that are given to them by um, this revolutionary government in France. You have the petite Blancs who are pissed off because they're still pissed off by the fact that there's black people that have higher social status than them. And then you have slaves pissed off because they're slaves. Okay, so some grievances are old, some grievances are new. Mm-hmm. But everyone's a little fired up and seeing yes. that social ch- radical social change is possible. Yes. It's happened to the north of them. It's happened to the northeast of them. Yes. Okay. All right. Now... 1791 is when the real chaos in Haiti is going to break out. Okay. All right? And it's actually technically doesn't start with the slaves. It starts with the petite whites. They're going to rise up and they're going to start taking over the city, one of those few cities that existed in Haiti. And they're going to do that, but then the slaves are going to be like, no, we were going to rise up. Screw you, petite whites. We're rising up. So then the slaves, this is all in 1791, are also going to start taking up arms over the Grand Blancs. Okay, but, sorry, so they see the, the, the little whites and they're like... Mm-mm. They weren't influenced by them. It's almost coincident. This is like things are getting so shitty and hostile and so much tension on the island mm. that it's like something, it was a powder keg. Something was going to erupt the petite whites started a revolution. Slaves are going to start a revolution too. The slaves probably would have risen up, whether no matter what the petite whites did. Okay, so they they all took up arms against yes. the just the Grand Blancs. Essentially also... against the Grand Blancs, but when you're taking up arms against the Grand Blancs, you're starting a revolution against the French government. Yeah, because okay. it's still a colony. They still are right. technically supposed to exist to serve the French government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we're we good. We're good. You're safe. All right. I don't know if we're safe. It's about, I mean, it's a powder keg. Yes, you're right. All right. So, enter mm-hmm. my mans, mm-hmm. Toussaint, yeah. Louvatois. Oh, yeah, Black Washington. Black George Washington. Black mm-hmm. Napoleon. Okay. Mm-hmm. The reason I love this dude is because he's one of those, like, super controversial, totally contradictory figures in history. Okay. Right? He's like this, the, he's the Game of Thrones guy. He's not totally good. He's not totally evil. Mm-hmm. He just is an influential man who has to make tough decisions and it's hard to love or hate him. 
right? Okay. All right, I get it. Okay. We've got, we got like so, a Jamie Lannister on our hands here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me give you a little, a little background. Start as a slave, okay. born in Africa. Yeah. Brought to Haiti. This guy is just one of those guys who had it, right? He realized that if he learned skills and he like he would be, you know, given more privilege. He learned that if he had to maneuver his way around white people and being a slave, and he's yeah. gonna work his way up and be highly skilled and even eventually teach himself how to read and educate himself, including even in military strategy. Wow. So right there, impressive guy. Yeah, so he's like strategic and he's got the abilities to back it mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the put the willpower to put it to action. All right. Absolutely. But what I was talking about with contradictory and controversial, mm-hmm. listen to this. Yeah. During his time in Haiti, he's gonna be both Loved and hated by French people, the French, French, like in the country of France, all right? He is himself is going to love and hate France. He is going to be loved and hated by black people on the island of Haiti, or Hispaniola, I guess I should say, okay? So that's kind of crazy. He also becomes a military general who has bouts of extreme violence, but overall, number one, he loves making deals and then doing diplomacy. So he's a totally one of those dudes you can't quite put your finger on him, right? But nonetheless, he's a very important historical figure and an impressive man for what he was able to to, to get done in his life, right? Okay. Now, he becomes the guy who's going to organize all of the slaves into instead of mobs of slaves with machetes. He is going to start, like, you know, Taking the guns and the, raiding the arsenals and organizing people in, in tactical ways of battle. Okay, okay. so he's leading the slaves. Yes. Yep. He becomes the sort of de facto leader of the slave rebellion. Okay. All right. Um, he starts, this is when he starts dressing himself like Napoleon. Because, like, you know, you wow. kill a couple French soldiers. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Uniform. That's yeah. pretty easy. You, you sort of dress yourself up there. So he has this weird dichotomy of respecting the French while mm. also loving to kill them to free slaves. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of the, in the French Revolution, they killed a lot of French people to yeah, free there you themselves. Go. There so. you go. That's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. God, they're bloody. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so anyway... Uh, sorry, I'm losing my, my place in my brain. Um, he gets so good at killing French soldiers and Frenchmen yeah. that the Spanish hire him as it, uh, a, a commander in the Spanish army. Just like for their own wars? Yeah, because like, oh, well, yeah, this time period, I should like... Everyone's killing like, everyone. The French, British, and Spanish are basically at war with each other at all times. Yeah, okay. And like they're at least competing and like blowing each other up in like, the high seas, like competing for colonies and stuff. So even if they aren't part of an official war, they love killing each other, right? <sighs> so they're over in Dominican Republic feeding the slaves a bunch of weapons and stuff like that. Okay, so he's a for a short time period, he is actually a member of the Spanish army. Okay, Okay. then something big happens. Okay, Brits see chaos in Hispaniola. So, right now, no one's won anything. No, there's no winning at all. This is war, we're still in the middle of war. Okay, and it's but like he's leading the slaves, but he's also fighting for the Spanish, yes, but he's Spanish slaves. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The slaves yeah. are fighting with the Spanish, the French people, in Haiti. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like what the United States does all the time. It's like, oh, you're fighting my enemy? Here's a shitload of guns. Have fun. 
Okay, so they, like, the Spanish made him a commander in the sense that they just gave him more people to command. And weapons. And weapons, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he wasn't, like, they weren't like, all right, we we need some help over, you know, over yonder. They're like, we'll just, like, beef up what you've got going on. Yeah. Okay. And they're paying him, too, which is big. Oh. Because he was formerly a slave. Oh, I didn't even think about a salary. Yeah, yeah, that's big. You can get paid to kill people. What a world. What a world. Um, Uh, Yep. So they he's beefed up. It's chaos. They're in a full out war. Yeah, seventeen ninety three. Okay, so yep. things are progressing. Very violence already. All right, the Brits are gonna Brit right, and they're gonna see chaos on a very valuable island, and they're going to invade the island <gasps> and join the fight. Oh my! Right, God, this is like kind of like a little bit of a precursor of World War One, right? Just a bunch of people just. Fight. Well, actually, there's oh, no. more of a reason here, actually. Never mind. <laughs> but they, I mean, that's entirely correct. But they're used to meeting, meeting in the trenches and just fucking each other's shit up. Yeah. And, and you're, I mean, you're also right. Imperialism was a big cause of World War One. and all this fighting over colonies. So. Yes, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, at least you can make an argument that you're freeing slaves, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, so they, they're like, oh, everyone's dying and killing each other. Let's go join. Yeah. So we can take over the island and get all that sugar and coffee. Maybe, maybe not. Who yes. knows? Right. It doesn't really seem like it based on the current setup there. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So they're there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They, so they show up, but that's going to have a big Do they bring horses? I don't know, Lisa. <laughs> Every time I imagine them going into battle, they're just like, oh, fucking Brits, like, prancing around like a bunch of... Dicks. Um, That's really what you shouldn't think of when you should think of. You should think of the Brits wearing red coats. They were wearing red in that image. Okay. Yeah, but they were on horses. Okay, that's fair. It's the snootiness I'm trying to capture here. Okay. You know, or maybe they're just like prancing, walking like a horse. Sure. Let's go. With a little rod up their butt. Yeah, let's go like that. That works. Yeah, there are all. It's all all the colonizers. Equal opportunity. I'm gonna only say mean things about you. That's bad people. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um. Okay. So. Right, so they try to take over. Yes. What happens? What happens? Great question, Lisa. The French, back in France. Yeah. Okay, so the actual French government is going to see the Brits invade and be like, holy crap, we have no way of winning this now that we have to fight the Spanish and the Brits. Okay. Okay? So they are going to free the, the new revolutionary government, frees all of the slaves in the American colonies that they have. There are no more French slaves, 1793. All of them? Yes. They literally like, all right, we give up. We're done. And so everyone gets, is is freed even if they're not fighting on on that island. Yes. Oh, that's that's wonderful. It is. Okay. It is. It's a great thing. And when that happens, Uh Toussaint is going to then realign to love France again to say, screw you Spanish, I am a Frenchman, I am going to fight for France because they have freed my people, and now I'm French. And just, again, just like kind of what always happened with America, the people that the Spanish armed, they're going to turn around, start fighting the Spanish back to their side of the island, mm. and they're going to fight off the British off of the island, mm. and they are going to win this battle. For five years, Haitian slaves... On the on the island of Hispaniola are going to fight two fight off two major world powers. They technically already fought off the French. Now they fought off the Spanish and the Brits. Huh. 
And at this time, like, is, is France giving them support, though? Yes, but not really a lot. You okay. know what I mean? It's, it's just like, like a little cookie, cookie crumbles or yeah, something. Yeah, there's just not a lot of French men, like white French people involved down there anymore. Okay. But They're pretty much all gone. Okay. I didn't know if they were like sending weapons or money or something. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, to be fair, I mean, if you have to pick between France, Spain, and England, I mean, it makes sense. You know, your name is already Toussaint. You have your people freed. Yes. They're all at, you know. Pick the less of the evil, though. And they're the one. No. They're the ones too, because at this time period, the Brits are still a monarch. Spanish is still a monarch. Technically, yeah. France is in a revolution democracy, yeah. and that's what he was like—an enlightened dude. He was like, right. "France is the lesser of, of three by evils. for the people." Yes. Okay. Um, already. Okay. So for five years, they hold yes. these people off. Yes. Now, here's a big problem that happens that he runs into. Okay. The, um, Toussaint. Yeah. Is that you need money to fight a revolution and to pay soldiers and stuff like that? Yeah. So to do that, uh-huh. he kind of had to force the black people, the former slaves, to continue working on the plantations and growing sugar and growing coffee yeah. to bring funding to the island. And it was super unpopular, even though it's like basically, I, I, I'm not so sure how much options he had, right? Now, these people weren't continued to be slaves. There was like minimal wages and they weren't technically owned. It was more like a job, but like a really shitty job. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this didn't make him super popular. Right. With, among his own people who were, of course, the African slaves. Right, 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 right. That were living on the islands. So... Tragically, 1805 comes around. Mm. Napoleon takes over because they just fought a revolution. They're also super cash-strapped. So he's like, what happened to that island of Haiti? There's a bunch of money coming Yeah, they used to bring us a shitload of money, and now they don't. Uh, No, yeah. So he sends his Mm brother-in-law, goes down there. Mm -hmm. His brother-in-law is going to seize Toussaint. (sighs) And he's ultimately going to be imprisoned and die in prison. And the reason that the, the, his people don't stop them is because they're so fed up with Toussaint Maitois for his role in forcing them back on the plantations that they kind of just let him take them and he dies. Wow. That's awful. And also, I mean, what, what's that phrase? Um, better the evil you know and not the shoot. I don't know. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna bring phrases, Lisa. You gotta say the phrase. You gotta make it up a new one now. Um, I feel like well, this is assuming we have any listeners, but I feel like a couple people are like, I know this phrase. You're an idiot. Um, but it's like you know, better the evil you know than the evil like it's than the evil you don't. Yeah, but it's a more it's a better phrase than that. But just to say, like you know, you, you it happens all the time. I feel like in life, you know, everyone hates their like their boss or some leader or something, and they're like, this person is awful. And it's like, but at least you know them and you know how they work. And, like, you also don't know how much worse it could get. Yes. And I'm assuming it was worse when he wasn't in power. Not that he had much it's, of a choice. Cause well, that's very fair. And because the next part of the story. I mean, I'm assuming they return to slavery. <laughs> the French are going to attempt to return them to slavery. Mm, but they know that it's a numbers game now. Yeah, so they thought by getting Toussaint out of there, uh-huh. then they don't have leadership. They can turn them in back into slaves. 
So the slaves have to rise up again, fight off the French again, but huge turn of events, yellow fever kills all the French people. When they arrive. Shortly afterwards. I mean, they're there for a little while. They all get yellow fever. Eventually, they all die. Yeah. Um, Wow. Yes. And then, officially, Saint-Domingue is going to kick out the French and declare themselves the Free Republic of Haiti. Haiti was the native name that that area of the island was called before the French took it over. Wow. And it is Lisa. Extremely important history, even though this tiny little country, like so many countries have had revolutions. Haiti's revolution is important because it is the first and only colony that was started by a slave uprising, like the country that was started by slaves. Mm, I did not predict that whole Toussaint thing very well. Um, yeah, actually, and now that you're saying this, I knew, I knew that about Haiti. Um, yes. Wow. Not only well, that, that's a shame then that they're struggling still so much. Well, that's like so indicative, right? Because every other revolution, essentially, especially in the Americas, was started by the middle class yeah. who wanted to be upper class. Yeah. So they have all this education and training and background, yeah. but like you left basically an island of people where it was illegally, it was illegal to educate them. Right. So like, I mean, it's going to be chaos in Haiti for decades and still is essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's true. And it it roots back, we're talking about 1790s when this story started, it roots all the way back to this. It really, really does. Yeah, it's just incredible. History, it's, everyone always says, oh, you have to learn history because it repeats itself. Like, what about the fact that like everything we're experiencing now is like directly tied to history that feels so far away, but like had massive, massive consequences. (laughs) I think I have always said that the reason history is important is not like the whole history repeats itself thing. Mm. It's because understanding the background and where it all started and where it came from and all these events, it makes it so much easier to solve if you know where everyone's yes, coming from. Yes, absolutely. Context is so important. It colors so much of your understanding mm-hmm. and solutions and all this stuff. I mean, wow. Wow. That's a good one. It is good. I like it. I like the story. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. an, it's an undertold story. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> I feel like in general, like the Caribbean just doesn't really make it yeah. in the history books a lot it doesn't and like uh, that's why i was glad to get this one in um i also i just have to touch a little bit more on its importance okay is because when news got back that haiti became a free country to um the mainland of the americas it was also considered uh, one of the causes of the revolutions all throughout central and south america as well Wow. So they really had, like, this tiny little country had a massive ripple effect. You know, the butterfly effect, if you will. (laughs) That's really... It's so interesting, like, it just goes to show when you're born into a world, like, you kind of just accept it as it is. And it takes something, you know, that profoundly disrupting your assumption of how things can and should work to be like, oh, huh, I don't have to deal with this shit. You know, not to say it always ends well, revolutions. But, um, yeah, huh, wow, that's really... It's fascinating. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to end the story there. Um, Lisa, let me ask you this. Do you want to talk, talk pop culture? Sure. Or should we just make our first episode back quick and clean? We can make it quick and clean with a little tiny bit of pop culture. What, okay. You, you look like you got some specific. Oh, no. I thought you had something, and I was going to, and I was excited to hear what it was. So what did we, what have we seen recently? We saw Bombshell. 
Bombshell was decent. It could have been decent. better. Could have been better, but I, good they didn't. It wasn't stupidly biased, though. Like it didn't set off to destroy Fox News, which I thought I liked. I didn't yep. want to see some totally biased Oliver Stone style nonsense. Yeah, no, no. It and just. I don't think they did. I that. think it, actually it, the problem was that it just it was so focused on just the storytelling that there wasn't enough like oomph to it. You know, it wasn't quite enough drama because yeah. they're just telling the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. But I, I would prefer it that way than just like sitting there like shitting all over Fox News. No, like, no, no. I mean, yeah. you just want to hear the story of the yeah. women. Yeah. You either already hate Fox News or you love Fox News. Yes, there's no, there's no right. need for the propaganda. <laughs> no one's getting swan swayed one way or the other at this point. Right. Um, we also saw recently, well, we saw a lot because uh, Jojo Rabbit, great movie. You didn't see it with me. I didn't me. see it with you, but um, you liked it. Really good movie, makes fun of the Nazis. Who doesn't love making fun of Nazis? I, I, I enjoy it. Probably the best I think I've seen this um, Oscar season is, is Parasite. I don't think it'll win anything except for maybe best foreign film, but I don't know. People are like raving about it. I mean, everyone's gushing. I could see it doing something more than that. I would love to, but I mean, you didn't see them at all in the Golden Globes, and that's like the Golden Globes are supposed to be international. They won the Golden Golden Globes. What did they win? Uh, I don't remember, but they definitely won. They came up there. Maybe they had a translator. Did I stop watching the Golden Globes before it was over? I have no I thought- idea. I thought I watched it all. Did they win Best Picture? Gripping content we've got here for you. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember. They might have won Best Ensemble. That's crazy. Maybe that was it. I'm not. I don't remember which good. the category okay, was. Good. All right. I'm- um, and the foreign film won last year, right? Uh, at the Oscars, um, by that guy that did the movie. Um, I don't remember the movie he won for, but he did the one with um, Pan's Labyrinth. He was involved in. Oh, that wasn't a foreign film, though. That was. Oh, it was a- just a foreign director. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Well, we got to quit when we're ahead. I, I know. feel like we had a good history I know. episode and went off the Crash rails. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. So, yeah. So, let's a lesson learned. Live in the past only. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's get the hell out of here. Let's, we're going to end now. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in to our um, um, uh, first episode back. It's great to be back. I had a great time, Liz. It is. I enjoyed it as well. All right. Uh, my name is Steve, and I was a history teacher. My name is Lisa, and I married him. Hey, this ain't no intro, this the entree, hit that intro, it comes.